everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Barb Betts. Today, I am so excited to bring with you someone not in the real estate industry. Miss Tori Smith is not only a past client of mine, but she has become a dear friend. Tori is the owner and founder of Smith and James Events and is one of the top wedding planners, not only in the nation, but in the world. And today we're going to talk all about how to use your brand to create your niche and most importantly, why you need a client avatar. Let's get into today's show. Welcome, Tori, to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast. I am so excited to have a non-realtor guest with me today. Hi, everyone. Hi, yes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, so excited to have you. Okay, so you obviously are not a real estate agent, but we're yeah. going to provide a ton of value today to our real estate uh, agent listeners. But before we get started, I want you to share with our listeners who you are, where you came from, and how did you kind of morph into the crazy world of wedding planning? Okay. So um, my name is Tori Smith. My company is called Smith & James Events. I actually hailed from the music industry. So I um, worked for the Grammy Awards. They have a music museum downtown and downtown LA. And I worked my way through their curatorial staff until I was the head curator there. Um, and that was basically my first job. So, um, from there I realized that I was working way too many hours and it was not sustainable and I wanted to start my own business. So I took a deep look inside and said, what lights me on fire? Like, what am I excited about? And my favorite book has always been the great Gatsby. I loved the fancy parties and I got my, um, first subscription to Martha Stewart weddings when I was probably like 10 or 11 years old, um, planning my wedding thinking yes. in my head, I just, doesn't every little girl wedding. do that. Doesn't yeah. But I, I learned as an adult that it's not about, it wasn't about my wedding. I just am obsessed with weddings. So I interned a couple places and got my feet wet and ended up working for a wedding planner named Lisa Vorce, who's one of the best in the country. And then from there I pivoted and started Smith and James events and 2015. Now you are one of the best in the country. Cause I know you won't say that yourself, so I'll say it for you. <laughs> now on um, today's conversation is going to be a lot about branding and niche marketing and client avatars. And we're going to get into all of that and how it relates to real estate. But I know you have kind of a fun story of how you came up with the name of your company, Smith and James. Yeah. So a lot of wedding planners, especially in the luxury space will make their name, the name of their business. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't always love to be in the spotlight. And also I was trying to think long-term of well, if I can't show up on wedding day for all these weddings, can I send a team? Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to think of something that was seemed like a group more than a person. Mm -hmm. So I actually named my company Smith and James because my maiden name was Millimackie. And growing up, my sister and I would always tease my parents that we were going to marry a Smith and a Jones because Millimackie is just such a mouthful. And our first names Lindsay and Tori always had to be spelled, which was so obnoxious. So we ended up marrying Blake Smith and uh, Justin James. So it's a little bit of a dig at my parents that we uh, we reached the goal of being basically marrying a Smith and Jones. We married a Smith and a James. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So I want to talk about branding 
And I want to specifically talk about kind of, you've taught me so much about branding and about really understanding your niche and your client. And so I guess this is a twofold question and answer it any way you want and we can dig deeper. But when we talk about branding, you always talk about knowing your ideal client avatar. And I've been super interested in this in the real estate space because we're always told to imagine our ideal client, but I don't think real estate agents really understand how deep you need to go to determine your ideal client. So how do you go down this client avatar path? And I know you have a client avatar. So tell us about her. Yeah. So I actually, I think this is a pretty standard thing. Like marketing 101 will teach you if you ever take a marketing class about an avatar. I myself had never taken a marketing class. So I can only really lend from my personal experience, but I have gone to the extreme um, in this concept of utilizing an avatar to market. So essentially what my thinking is, is when I started my business five years ago, six years ago, I guess almost now, um, I really thought very uh, fully about the whole package of who my client is, who my bride or groom is, and always marketed specifically to her very much under the thinking of if you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. Um, but if you really niche down and get really specific to who you're marketing to, you will light people on fire. They'll get really excited about your business because you're speaking directly to them, not to a big group of people that some things land and some things don't. So, What I really did is I knew exactly out of the gates who my girl is. I knew her favorite TV show. I knew what she ordered at the bar. I knew her favorite color. I knew what she liked to do for fun, what magazine she read. I knew every single thing about her. I completely made her up in my head. I Um, love this. Some of her was me, but some of her was who I want my client, you know, all of her was who I want my client to be. Um, So it wasn't all just relative to who I am. And um, I always have a very clear vision of her. And then in my marketing material, I'm always only speaking to her. So it actually makes it really easy or her or him, I should say, it makes it really, really easy for me to write captions on Instagram, to come up with my copy on my website, because I'm, I'm only talking to this friend in my head that I've made up. And I don't have to worry about, oof, is this sentence going to land weird for this group, but not this group. Yeah. I'm just very specific about who that person is. I can't, first of all, I want to, I want to go back to something you said that was money. You said, if you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one that actually strikes a chord, even within me over here, who's pretty darn good at marketing for our real estate business, but marketing to everyone means you're actually marketing to no one. Yeah. I mean, that's not my concept, obviously, but it's something I constantly think about because I mean, think about it. If you're putting something out and you're like, this will appeal to the masses, the masses are going to take it as total vanilla and be like, okay, cool. That'll do. But if you're really speaking specifically to a, a niche market, it hits them in a different way. They get excited about it. They're like, oh my gosh, this person is so me. I need to work with them. They understand me. They have my style. They have my vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I absolutely love that. And I do know that your ideal client has a name. What's her name? My ideal client's name changes every six months. Right now, my ideal client's name is Paige. Okay, I love that. Okay, we're gonna talk about that in a second. What's your ideal, what's Paige's drink at the bar? I'm very curious. Uh, well, actually, Paige is currently not drinking because oh. during COVID, she's decided to lay off the Interesting. Booth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What's Paige's current favorite color? Uh, favorite color is white. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love my it. Current, my current ideal bride is very uh, 
conscious of the environment. Okay. Uh, very fashion forward, uh, wants a very curated experience. So Love it. she would be really conscious of what she's putting in her body. Hence she's not drinking alcohol. Love it. Things very Zen. Cause she's trying not to let all of the COVID stress get to her. Oh my gosh. That, okay. So, okay. Let's talk about, you just said your, your ideal client's name changes every six months. Currently it's Paige. I love this because this is where real estate agents can really, really connect with what you're saying. In our world, as you know, we have very different markets that can change, you know, not really month to month, but I would say at least two to three times a year, we could be in a different type of market. Um, Tail end of 2020, let's, you know, fun fact, you bought a home with us in the spring of spring, summer of 2020. And it was a competitive market and it was a challenging market. And it was a market where if you had a home to sell and you weren't closed yet, you weren't really going to be successful finding a home. Correct. You remember this, right? How could I forget? (laughs) (laughs) Well, fast forward to literally less than six months later, and we are in a completely different market than when you even bought. And now we're in this market of dollars $80,000 above asking price, buyers removing all of their protections, which, oh, by the way, I do not agree with. Um, and so ideal clients for different markets can change. Just it's like you're saying- west out there now, yep. Right, but you're saying yours changes every so often. And is that because of- the brides that you're trying to speak to or just the brides that are now coming to you? Or is it the types of weddings that are being done? Yeah. Two prong answer. Number one, the industry, the, the styles and aesthetic of the industry is always changing. It changes with the fashion industry. Okay. Our business is very um, interlocked with the fashion industry. A lot of our brides are very fashion forward. So we're paying attention to what's going on in Vogue because it directly relates to my business. So if I'm setting my avatar for 2017 and she stops there, then I'm not in vogue, literally. Um, So that's the one reason. And then the other reason is because I'm always trying to push my business forward. So the client needs to become more and more able to uh, land in our budget range is essentially what it is. So I'm always, you know, ambitiously pushing her forward as I push my business forward. Yes. Well, and, and so let's talk about it real estate related and friends, you know, I've always struggled with this thing that Tor- I've learned so much from Tori um, about, because I do want to serve everybody. I want to serve the $300,000 condo buyer, although good luck finding one for 300,000 right now. And I want to serve the multi-million dollar client. And what I've really had to realize is that that luxury, and I'm when I'm talking multi-million dollar, I'm talking about like 10 million plus, it's just not my client. That's not who I'm communicating to, because if I was trying to communicate to them and thinking that I'm communicating to them, I'm really telling myself a story, right? My ideal client and always, always typically been our ideal client is the, the Tori and Blake Smiths of the world. That young family who grew out of their initial home that we either sold them or they, you know, maybe bought from someone else, but we've met them, developed a relationship and they need to move their family into their stepping stone of a home. And I've, I've noticed that that has grown from at the beginning of my career where my ideal avatar was a first-time home buyer because that's all young Barb, 23-year-old real estate agent Barb could connect to. I couldn't connect with the mid-40 couple because that's just not who my world was. And so I can see in the future, my ideal avatar goes to the Tori and Blake Smith, although you did buy your forever home. I also just need to sidebar that we are not in our (laughs) (laughs) mid-40s. Okay, well, I'm in my early 40s. You are not yet in your 40s. Sorry to interrupt. 
That is so true. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. Permission granted. But my ideal at my ideal client, although you guys bought practically a forever home, there many of my clients are in that second home that is their stepping stone to their final destination that will be their final home. And eventually I'll get to that niche where that's my ideal client. And I feel like in real estate, kind of our ideal clients go with who we are at the moment too, just like you're saying, right? Where you're at in your life totally. is kind of who your avatar comes from. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. My avatar changes with my tastes evolving as well, for sure. That's crazy. And it's important to check in with that because your tastes and the service you provide and who you show up as really affects your business. That's what your business is. You in real estate and in wedding planning, it's me and my computer. You know what I mean? It's like I'm the business. So if your avatar is not evolving with you, that doesn't make any sense. That is absolute brilliance. Okay, let's talk about social media marketing. I know you're very you do a wonderful job on Instagram. Um your Smith James Instagram account and all the stories you share and the photos are just you friends. If you don't go if you haven't already followed her by the time you've gotten to this point in this um you know talk that we're having here today, go follow her now. Um but I've watched you evolve and change the trends of what you're sharing. And so what you're telling me is it's based on how that wedding style is evolving with Paige and what types of weddings Paige is attracted to. So what process do you go through before you think about what you're posting or you're sharing on your social networks? I mean, a lot of this, to be honest with you, is the more successful I become, the more confident I am with my authentic voice and who I want to be and who I want to market to. So I've become the evolution you're seeing is more of a starting in a more vanilla place and evolving more towards a Tory place. Mm -hmm. Um, And my therefore, it makes my voice really different in my industry um, because I'm different because we're all different. I'm not special necessarily that I have this different voice, but I'm just me an individual. So I have my own voice and I think it's really important to set yourself apart. And I find, you know, it's kind of a leap of faith. that makes you really vulnerable when you're in a marketing position where you feel like you're really being your true self all the time. Sometimes it feels like, "Hmm, is this an overshare? Like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Um, But I've actually found from my personal experience, it has made paid off tenfold. The more I show myself, the more sassy, which I'm very sassy, naturally, the more sassy and authentic and me, the more I infuse myself and my avatar into my brand, the more my brand has paid off for me. You are speaking to me and you are supporting everything that I teach in the social agent bootcamp, which is my bootcamp for real estate agents that want to learn and master social media by relationship. That is exactly what I share is that your clients and your customers are going to connect with the human, i.e. behind the computer. I can take it up a notch and say, it was only about a year and a half ago that I fully took a full leap and just said, all right, I'm just doing me from now on. And since I did that is when I got my biggest business accolade. And when I was able to like really start getting some recognition in my industry, I was doing well before, but once I took the leap is when people really started catching on. I absolutely love that because it's people want to relate to you. They want to see authenticity. They want to see who is the Tory that, that is my, Tori's my wedding planner and I hire Smith James events and they're amazing. And they've got all these accolades, but who is the wedding planner that's going to show up for me on that day? Right. Because I've got to believe that brides are going to connect to you. And if they don't connect to you as you being their girl, wedding day is going to go a little rough when stuff hits the fan. Right. And also real estate is so similar to wedding planning in that 
these people are spending the most amount of money on the most important thing that is going on in their like when yeah. you're buying a house and when you're paying for a wedding, you're funding this huge dream is essentially yes. what it is. So not only do they want a friend, but they need someone that they really trust. So it's like this two part thing of I have to feel like an advisor, a consultant, but yes. also a friend. So, yeah, when when you're combining the marketing aspect of me, but also the avatar, it really like speaks to building those two parts of what they're looking for in the perfect match for them. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Let's transition topics a little bit. And this is a, a surprise topic. I didn't prepare you for, but I know you'll surprise. be able to talk about it. Is <laughs> you're a mom of two little busy boys. I mean, okay. the little toddler preschoolers you've ever seen in your life. They are fun fact, 12 months apart and they are very busy. And you've got a husband who's very successful in his career. You're running this big wedding business. How are you managing everything? And I know that COVID has been super tough on the wedding industry, but how are you internally on a daily basis managing all the balls you have in the air? Yeah. So I actually recently started finally listening to my own advice uh, for a really long time you know, my life is just about time management. And anytime I find that everything's falling apart, I can always circle back to how am I managing my time? Love it. Um, And since I had my kids 12 months apart, and since I started my business five years ago, I've only known like completely just trying to keep my head above water for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just burn out. I mean, you know, you guys know, and in real estate, when you're doing it solo, it's, you're just, you're doing literally everything. Mm -hmm. So when I have too many balls in the air, uh, one thing I always come back to is you cannot give from an empty cup. So Mm -hmm. I've really, with the COVID stress, it has kind of backed me into this corner of this is the most stressed out you're just ever going to be. And therefore you really need to manage your stress. So I've started exercising every day, which I didn't used to do. And I've started working into my calendar. I literally schedule in my calendar an hour every morning of like, you will do this thing for yourself. You cannot reschedule. You cannot put a meeting in this point and just really focusing on, I have to take care of me. It's, Mm -hmm. it's becoming my new, new mindset. And it's really important. I love that you're saying that because what you're supporting is something that I teach real estate agents nationwide is it's not about time management. It's about priority management because you can't manage Well, we can manage time, but we can't control it. Um, You can utilize it in a better way, but you can't um, make more of it. But when you manage your priorities, including yourself and your family, and then your business, of course, and you put those on your calendar as priorities and you protect that time, it's amazing how much more productive you can be. And I love that you're sharing it and you said it without any prompts because I hope all the real estate agents listening that have listened to my priority management conversations so many times understand that successful entrepreneurs, I don't care what kind of business you are in, the most successful people that get the most done are the people that protect their time and manage their priorities. Would you agree? A hundred percent. I agree with that. And I have found the more time I make for myself, it sounds counterintuitive, the more time I make for myself. And literally I will schedule like watch a movie on Tuesday afternoon at 1 PM. Literally love it. Which before that would have sounded like sacrilege to the, like the workaholic that I truly am. But now when I do that, I get so much more done because my brain isn't all in a fog. I don't require so much wine at the end of the day. Cause I'm not as stressed out because I'm taking so much more time for myself. It's really been very impactful. 
I love that you said that. I love sticking in the movie randomly during the day. And I think for real estate agents to hear this, because as much as we are a 24 seven, seven day a week business, you very much are that way too in wedding planning. I know that when your brides are at work Monday through Friday, nine to five, they want to talk to you at six or seven o'clock. And you're like, gosh, dang it. I'm with my kids. You know, I'm trying to cook dinner when they have time to really probably have some deep dive conversations with you. It's on Saturdays and Sundays when they're off. Obviously most weddings happen Friday to Sunday, typically. So protecting that time and building in permission for you to watch a movie Tuesday afternoon is huge advice that even real estate agents can take. And I hope y'all are hearing this and, and maybe going to uh, take some of Tori's advice because um, I need to do more of it. Yeah. Unusual schedules. Like when it's seven days a week, you really have to make sure you're yeah. scheduling for yourself and, you know, sticking up for yourself on your own calendar. So some advice for agents right now, this would be really helpful too. Um, we, most agents who listen to the Real Estate by Relationship podcast all have a passion for working relationally, as do I. And as you know, we throw some really big client events and parties as part of our marketing, right? That's what we do. We clearly, since March of 2020, have not been able to have a traditional party or event. You are in the event planning business. You are specifically, let me, let me reference. She is in the Orange County, Los Angeles area. So although she does weddings all over, she definitely understands what's going on in California. Um, but you kind of know the pulse on the nation as well. And frankly, internationally, when do you think we're going to get back to events of let's say a hundred people? That is a very complex question. I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty because it's, different everywhere. Yes, um, if you're asking that question for California, a hundred people, I don't think we're going to see until spring of 2022, but I'm doing a wedding in Texas for 150 people in about a month and a half. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's different everywhere. Uh, right now, Ireland is totally shut down and we won't be doing weddings till 2022. I mean, it's different in every, unfortunately Absolutely. I have to be in charge of every country and every you state. Do. Every you do state. have to know everything. Well, it's, it is very interesting because I'm seeing that there's some real estate events. There's a real estate event I'm supposed to be a part of and um, a very large event, close to a thousand people um, in April in Arizona. And all my colleagues are like, can't wait. And I'm like, guys, not going to happen. There's a big one in California in August not going to happen. Uh, however, there's one late October in Vegas. That one I think might have a chance. Um, there's one in Florida, um, in June that has been moved from Hawaii. I think that definitely has a chance. My son's in Florida right now. And it's like, he said, they yeah. can't tell there's a pandemic going on. So Florida's Florida a great place to have a conference for next year. It's a great I place to have a conference or a wedding. Yeah. I don't foresee uh, anything conference level happening in California until maybe end of 2022. Yeah. I would be really surprised to see that. I but again, Everything with the pandemic changes week to week. So I can well, tell you yeah, supposedly we're having huge announcements, you know, in, I always like to give people context. We're, we're recording this right at the beginning of March. So, cause sometimes when you go back and listen to something and you're like, when were they talking about this? Um, we're supposed March to have some announcements. Where, our, <laughs> right. Our California governor, um, this week. So maybe that'll lean us to have a little bit of glimpse into hope for the future. I just do know they will come back, but I do agree with you. I think people are thinking they're right around the corner and I think maybe eating in a restaurant's right around the corner, but I don't think having a, you know, 500 person conference is right around the corner. 
Yeah. The thing to really understand about it is it's just going to be incremental. So it's going to go from full lockdown, zero people to six people, to eight people, to 25 people to, and it's just going to move every couple months in different mm-hmm. places. And then it will rewind if cases go up. So yeah. it's just, it's different every County. It's different every place. And I don't think that we will be gathering in concert sized or conference sized gatherings for quite some time. A while. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you know what? That's the reality that people need to hear and understand because adapting, which you have done. I mean, you're a dear friend of mine. And so I've watched you adapt and pivot through this pandemic. We've had to adapt and pivot in real estate, even though real estate is doing extremely well through the pandemic. The marketing of real estate is not open houses are shut down. I can't have client parties and events. So I've got to reinvent my business and my marketing plan just like you've had to not necessarily reinvent your marketing, although you do that often, you've had to reinvent your wedding planning. You've had to reinvent how I'm sure how you're communicating to your brides. Like we all totally. have to adapt to the curveballs that are thrown at us that none of us can control. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the micro wedding right now, unfortunately for me. Right. I know. I know. Okay. Well, you have, I, I know blessed our listeners here today. I always like to wrap up with a few rapid fire questions that I don't tell you about in advance. So what are you reading right now, if anything? And I don't think I've ever asked you this question. I used to be a voracious reader until I had two children 12 months apart and started a very busy wedding planning company. So my answer is nothing, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts. What would be on your, what's on, what's on your list that you have or have heard is a great book, but you haven't had a chance to read yet. There's a, my sister keeps sending me, I like all the murder stories. I'm kind of the worst, but um, my, I, my sister-in-law gave me where the crawdads sing and everyone tells me to start it. And I think I keep getting two pages in and then someone says mom and yeah. And then you have, then it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Where's the first place you and Blake are going to travel when you can. Oh, that's a really good good question. Um, we are big Paris people, so we'll probably go back to Paris. Yeah. Just drink our sorrows there. (laughs) Right. Okay. What's the number one thing you miss from pre-March 2020 that doesn't involve business? What's the number one thing in your life, in your fun life, in your personal life that you miss about before the pandemic started? Going to concerts is really rough. Live music is something that I feel like humans need it to. Mm-hmm. exist in a way that is yep. really, tr- really, truly happy. And I'm really missing live music. I could not agree with you more. Okay. If anyone wants to connect with you and, and just be inspired by you, where should they follow you? Um, on Instagram, we're at Smith James events. Uh, our website is www.smithjamesevents.com. And uh, we're on Facebook as well, Smith and James Events. Thanks yeah, for having me, Barb. You are so amazing to watch. You are, I've been a shining light in my world. And frankly, as a friend, but also as a co-bad, you know what, boss babe that um, we'll leave the, you know, cuss words out of this podcast and keep it family friendly. <laughs> but um, you have really just inspired me and you're a super, super special woman. And I encourage everyone to just watch you and follow you and, and pay attention to what you're doing with this whole idea of who Paige is. And maybe six months from now, we'll have you back and find out who the new page is, because I think it's really impactful. Some of the things you said and so much applicable to real estate. So thank you so much for being here for our listeners. Please. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review. Make sure you share us with all of your friends. And thank you again so much, Tori, for being here today. Of course. Thanks for having me, Barb. I love you, friend. All right. Love you too. Love you, friends out there. And we will see you again very soon. Bye.